Well, hey there. I'm so glad you're here today. I know that you have a busy life. So I'm so thankful that you show up every week to listen. And to be honest, that's what today's episode is about. I know you're busy. So I want to give you a really simple tip that's going to help you with flexibility, mobility, joint pain, if your goal is adding strength, or even if your goal is fat loss. A couple of uncommon facts we're going to talk about to really help you see that this tip is going to be more helpful than you even realize it. And I'm sure it might be one you heard before, but I don't think you may understand the power of what this tip is going to do for you. Before we get into it, I want to give a quick shout out to Tess Moore 333 titled Real Life Talk. Andrew always brings knowledge, easy to understand information, and adds humor and personal stories to give us all the insight on health and wellness. Thank you so, so much, Tess Moore, for the review. If you find this episode or any of the episodes helpful, I know I'm a little bit of a broken record, but it really helps the podcast grow, and it makes such a difference for my ability to continue to serve and chat with you, which I love so much. So please, leave a review wherever you listen. You can write a review or just rate it, and don't forget to follow along to the show so you don't miss any episodes. If you go to where you listen to the top right corner and you hit the drop-down menu, you'll be able to either follow or subscribe depending on where you listen. So every single episode dropped on Wednesday morning, you get downloaded automatically to your phone. And before we get into today's episode, I do want to point out that you know I am a big fan of sleep. It makes such a huge difference in so many aspects of your life. And I know it's really complicated to get as a mother and truly even just an adult in general. So one thing you can do that can help is get some high quality, comfortable sheets. And this is why I am a massive fan of Cozy Earth. We have used their products for two years now. We have their bedding, they have pillows, they have blankets, they have pajama wear, and it's made out of viscose bamboo and it's also temperature regulating. They were on Oprah's favorite things list in 2018 and they have such a lengthy warranty. It's so awesome. So you have plenty of time to test it out and make sure they are a fit for you. Cozy Earth has provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today for 40% off site-wide if you use the code SIMPLE40. Again, SIMPLE40, 40% off. You will not regret anything you buy from there. In fact, when we have to change our sheets and I have to go to another set, I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to buy another set of cozier sheets because I hate when we have to use the in-between sheets because I love my cozy sheets so much. Again, Simple 40, 40% off Cozy Earth. All right, let's get into today's episode. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed. So I've made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here and I hope you stay a while. So I know I kept you a little bit on the edge of your seat in the intro explaining what we're gonna be talking about. And that is because... The simple tip I'm going to give you to help with flexibility, mobility, joint pain, strength, and even fat loss is 
increasing your water intake. Now hear me out. If you are really good at drinking your water, I need you to stay plugged in because this is even going to give you more uncommon facts and really interesting information to help you keep plugging along on that water journey. And if you're someone who struggles with your water intake, this might give you the extra oomph to step it up. I'm going to be honest, I go through phases with water where I do a really good job drinking water and I have a complete adequate amount and then all of a sudden I will look back and I'm like, wow, I have done really bad at my water intake for the last one to two weeks or however long. Even as I was researching this topic and I was trying to look for information that was different than the normal and kind of explaining how water helped you, I'm sitting here reading facts to my husband and reading research studies. And I'm going to be honest, Paul, my husband, is not good at water intake at all. I am always on him about, have you drank any water? Oh, he has a headache. Have you drank any water? Like, I'm always saying that to him. And as we're talking about some of these facts and interesting things today with water, even he was like, okay, I really got to increase my water. And he goes and fills up his water bottle and instantly he's like chugging away at his water. So this is literally for everybody. We've all been there where we're good at water, where we might not be good at water, but hopefully these simple uncommon facts are going to help you figure that out. So let's get into them. First of all, flexibility and mobility. You may be wondering, how does water help with that? So when muscles are dehydrated, they don't extend or contract as well. Imagine your muscles like jerky, okay? You've seen jerky before. It's dried. It is dehydrated. Literally, that's what jerky is. It's meat dehydrated. When you go to eat like old jerky, let's say it's been around for a while, if you tried to break it apart, it literally snaps. It's stiff and it just doesn't have any give in the jerky. Now imagine, and I know this is a little bit different, but I felt like this was a good visual, a piece of bacon in your fridge. It's pliable. You can even tug on it a little bit and it has some stretch to it. And it's not necessarily going to snap with a teeny tug like jerky is. Your muscles are the same way. They are pliable and they need water to help extend and to contract. So when you're dehydrated, it actually makes your muscles less flexible. When I was going to PT a ton for my hip, we talked a lot about the muscles around my hip and how they were all really tight and constricted. And my PT rode me a lot about my water intake. And that was a phase where, to be honest, I wasn't doing really well at my water. My favorite thing is I don't have to pretend that I'm perfect at everything. And while I preach people drinking their water, most people still go through highs and lows. So I was kind of in a low in my water intake. I was really busy. And he reminded me, hey, these muscles are going to do better. They're going to be more flexible. You're going to get more range of motion out of them if you're more hydrated. And if you're saying you're not drinking as much, you need to step that up. So I did. So knowing that, that literally you are able to be more flexible is going to make a difference. When you're dehydrated, that muscle tightness is going to increase and the range of motion is going to decrease. And the reason we don't want that range of motion to decrease is because in a range of motion is when we build muscle. So if you're trying to be more flexible and have a little bit more mobility and you want to decrease muscle tightness and increase your range of motion, you need to up your water intake. The next thing that water helps you improve is joint pain. Yes, joint pain. Lack of water can contribute to joint pain. Now, you do need to understand that lack of water is not the root of joint pain, but obviously it can make joint pain worse. 
Joints are lubricated by synovial fluid, which is like an oily, water-based fluid in our bodies that help keep those joints buttery and functional and able to move through a range of motion. So when you are hydrated, it helps protect your joints from rubbing together with your bones, and it's going to minimize that joint pain. The other thing to think about how joint pain is connected to water is the connection with cartilage. So cartilage basically cushions the space in our joints where our bones meet, and when you're dehydrated, the cartilage kind of loses its sponginess. So imagine a sponge when it has water, and it's like movable and spongy, and then like a sponge that's dry. So when we're dehydrated, it loses kind of that sponge like when it's wet, which makes it harder to maintain shock-absorbing cartilage. So impact. It's going to make impact a little bit more intense if the cartilage isn't spongy. And not only that, but like I mentioned, that well-hydrated cartilage really reduces the friction between the bones. I also found it super interesting, and I'm going to link it in the show notes, that the Pain Treatment Center of America on their website, they said, water helps hydrate discs between the vertebrae in your spine and prevents your tendons, ligaments, and muscles from becoming tight and stiff. That is on the Pain Treatment Center of America's website. Literally, just being hydrated is going to help your tendons, ligaments, and muscles, and the vertebrae, the discs in the vertebrae, become less tight and less stiff. We want that. So, Water is crucial for joint mobility and just movement through a range of motion in those joints. All right, let's talk about strength training now and how water helps strength training. So as we talked about with the flexibility, your muscle has to be able to contract and extend. And if the muscle is really tight, it's not going to be able to lengthen and then contract really well. So if you are having a muscle that is tight, you're not going to be able to work through a solid range of motion. So let's imagine a squat. In a squat, let's say that your glutes or hamstrings or quads are tight, you're not going to get a full range of motion in that squat. You're going to be a little bit limited. And before you can really drop your glutes, bend your knees, get into that nice deep squat position, your body's literally going to stop above that position because the muscles are not allowing you to move into that full range of motion. And then your squat will not be as deep. When your range of motion is not as good, the muscle has a harder time growing because it isn't working through a full range of motion and it's not being challenged as much under that resistance with that smaller range of motion. Imagine a bicep curl. If you're doing a bicep curl and instead of extending your arm all the way down and that bicep can lengthen really nicely, imagine it can only extend down 50% of the way or maybe even 40% of the way and then you curled it back up that bicep muscle would not grow the same. So when those muscles are tight, and yes, hydration affects the tightness, you're going to have a harder time building muscle. Water also delivers the material required for making protein and glycogen, which are both needed for your body to make and use energy. If you don't have enough energy, then you're not going to be able to push as much weight, which is going to hinder your ability to increase strength, which we know the more muscle we have, the more functional we are, and our metabolism moves faster. So not only is your energy affected when you don't have enough water in a workout, it's also affecting your ability to push that one more rep or a couple more reps in that weight range to really build muscle. 
This is backed up by a really amazing study that studied males on a bench press, and they had a bunch of controlled variables, but one of the groups was dehydrated, and one of them was very hydrated, and then they compared how much they could press on the bench, and the group that was hydrated pressed more weight, which in the long run, if you're able to do that or do one more rep or just one more situation where you're under time under tension, it's going to help with that muscle growth. Now, the cool thing about this study, which I did like, is it did say at the end that any of the adverse effects were easily overcome when the person rested for two hours and also rehydrated themselves. So, Obviously, if you're in a situation where every time you're lifting weights, you are dehydrated, you're not going to be able to build the muscle that you like. But it's so easily fixed if you just work on every workout, making sure that you're hydrating before and hydrating after, because within two hours when people rested and hydrated, they already saw that if they went to lift again, the lifts were stronger. So drink water during your workouts. It's going to help you have more energy and build more muscle. And both of those things we know are really important for functionality, for weight loss, for maintaining, for building muscle, and just in general for having energy and being able to create a better long-lasting life. Okay, lastly, let's talk about how water affects fat loss. There are a ton of studies explaining a ton of different things on this topic, but I'm just going to touch on a few of them. Number one, water is an appetite suppressant. Now, me saying this doesn't mean that I don't want you to eat food. You know I don't believe in that. I want you to be eating a nice, solid meal three times a day, having snacks when you need to, listening to your body, listening to when you're hungry. But sometimes I think we don't drink enough water, and hunger can easily be confused with thirst. I know I've done it myself where I realize I haven't had a ton of water and I just feel like I need something, so I'll go in and grab a snack. So now, typically, if I think about my day and I'm like, no, you know what? I had a solid lunch. I had a solid breakfast. I had a snack. I don't know why Like I feel like I want another snack. I'll think about my water instantly. How much water have you had? And I'm like, oh, I haven't had a ton of water. And I go and drink a ton of water and I feel fine. Or if I drink the water, I'm still hungry, then I have my snack. It's not about not doing it, but it's about listening to your body. So it can be an appetite suppressant, and it can also just help us not confuse, in general, hunger with being thirsty because those can be a little bit tricky. I've even seen people confuse being tired with being hungry um, because it kind of gives them that up feeling when they eat, but really they're just tired. So being aware of that can be really helpful. It also helps boost your metabolism. So when you drink a cold glass of water or at least room temperature, they say that you increase the amount of calories you burn at rest for the next, I saw two different studies. One said 60 minutes, one said 90 minutes. So that is just your body kind of working to neutralize the temperature of the water and then move it around. And that naturally just increases your metabolism. It also makes exercise easier and more efficient. We kind of already talked about that in the strength training and how you have more energy when you have enough water because of multiple reasons, which we know will also increase the efficiency of your workout. And the last connection with fat loss and drinking water is drinking water is what helps in the process of lipolysis, which is the process in which your body burns energy. So in a study in Frontiers in Nutrition, it showed that an increase in hydration can be associated with weight loss found. Mild hydration decreased lipolysis. Some of these issues they thought might be due to hormonal changes due to the decrease in water, but there was no doubt that the 
dehydration did cause a decreased lipolysis, which is a huge important piece in, in general, the way that your body burns fat. So let's quickly talk about the amount of water that you should be drinking. Now, typically they say that women should be drinking anywhere above nine cups of water and men should be drinking above 13 cups of water. And by cups, I mean eight ounces. So for women, that is a minimum to me of 72 ounces. And for men, that can be a little bit over 100. In my opinion, that is the minimum amount because if you are working out hard, if you're moving during the day, if you're trying to do some of the things, like I mentioned, making sure that everything is staying hydrated. I suggest drinking a little bit more of that, even up to 100 ounces for females and more if you can as a male. The other thing to take into account is your size. Obviously, someone who is a little bit smaller won't need as much water as someone who is taller or larger. So being aware of that is helpful. But the standard is that nine cups. But I'm going to be honest and say that I suggest more just to make sure. And there is not an issue with drinking more water. It can really only help you. The last thing that I do want to explain is I'm not telling you if you drink water, you're all of a sudden going to become a flexible Gumby with major mobility or your joint pain is going to go away or you're going to build all this muscle or lose a ton of fat. Obviously, this is one variable that is going to affect those things, but it is such an easy variable that we can control. It takes one minute, walk over to the sink, fill your cup of water, drink it, make sure you're doing it a couple other times a day. It's a very simple thing that can make a big difference along with other variables to help all of these categories. So please don't think I'm saying this is a one fix all. I'm saying this is a one fix that is easy and doable combined with other things as well. Mobility work, flexibility work, if that's your goal in general, weights and a variety of exercise for strength training and obviously for fat loss, a balanced diet with a solid workout program as well. And even awareness in those situations of your hormones and other factors too. For me, the easiest way that I get my water in is I count in the morning. I drink amino acids. I know that that's 20 ounces of water for that. I also drink AG1 in the morning. I know when I have that, that's 10 ounces of water. So I know I'm having already 30 ounces of water decently early in the morning, and then I fill a hydro jug. I love the new hydro jugs because the straws close, but they still are stand-up straws like the Stanley one. I know I'm probably going to offend a lot of people. I was so tired of Stanley spilling over <laughs> in my bag and I couldn't just throw it in my purse. So I love the new hydro jug ones because you can flip the straw close and I can throw it in my gym bag and I don't have to worry about it. I fill that up in the morning. I know that's 35 ounces of water. So I know instantly just with that, not even my water at dinner or later in the day, or if I fill that hydro jug again, that that alone is close to 70 ounces of water just from my morning drinks and just one jug of water. So sometimes getting one big jug and kind of drinking out of that and knowing those regular variables is going to make it easier for you to get that water in. And that's my minimum amount. But I try to make sure to have more on top of that, obviously. And I do throughout the day when I have water with dinner or I have water as a snack or anything else. So hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully you see this is doable and you see that water is more than just, oh, I'm dehydrated and my skin is dry, but water is huge in health and fitness and it is huge in helping you feel good and strong in your body. And it is something you can literally end this podcast and start working on this second. I know you got this. I mean it. You are doing so much better than you think you are. We'll chat next week.